Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. You survived another weekend. Congratulations. Got through Monday. It's March 13th, 2023. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Alrighty, we got a lot of content to get to today. So much going on in Batch World, Pop Culture World, Influencer Updates, Brianna Media, Brianna Madia is fighting the good fight, calling out trolls, taking no prisoners. We're going to give you an update on her story that we touched on last week. Plus, Michelle Young doesn't hold back. That's right. She's opening up and discussing some aspects of her season as The Bachelorette. And we've got so much more to get into. It is the height of The Bachelor world. Tonight, we have hometowns. Tomorrow night, men tell all. So much to get into. And as you guys know, I'm on day 15 of a two-week, that's right, I am totally done with my honeymoon, a two-week honeymoon in Bali, Indonesia, a beautiful, beautiful area on the other side of the world. So as I record this, it's well into the 1 a.m. hour in Bali, which means it's around 10 a.m. West Coast time. I don't know, I think you just had daylight savings. I guess we're not doing it over here. So I'm just getting all my content in before I hit this 25-plus hour flight. I think I have a 15-hour flight, a five-hour layover, and then a six-hour flight either way it's gonna be it's gonna be one for the ages folks so in the meantime i got a lot of content for you guys tonight is the hometown episode of the bachelor tomorrow night is the woman tell all let's just have a quick peek at the trailer for tonight's episode have a listen i don't know if you're ever ready for something like this this is the hardest decision i'm gonna have to make i am absolutely terrified been hurt a lot before and I'm afraid to be hurt again. I'm falling in love with Zach, but I feel so scared. Are you prepared to go through heartbreak again? I like it so much. Oh God. You deserve all the love and I couldn't give it to you. Coming up tonight on The Bachelor. All right, they should be paying me for this. That's not an advertisement. That's just, you know, we cover Bachelor and pop culture news. And, of course, we're getting to the home stretch. So I will have uh, updates and recaps for you as soon as I make it back to the home studio on Wednesday. I got to tell you, one thing about Bali, it is some of the nicest people I've ever met. And as nice as the people are, the monkeys are not <laughs> friendly. Uh, we stayed in this one place called Ubud. And uh, they say, don't smile or make eye contact with the monkeys. But I got to tell you, I was raised by a, a nice mom who told me to smile and make eye contact. And when you smile, they sh it shows your teeth off and aggression. Next thing you know, I lock eyes with a monkey, uh, a long-tailed macaque, as they call him. Uh, and uh, it charged me. And, um, you know, from that point, we threw a muffin at it, you know, you know, got our food. But from that point on, I realized uh, I need to carry a selfie stick with me. So if you ever see tourists with selfie sticks, Maybe they're not obnoxious. Maybe they've just been to uh, Monkey Forest in Bali and they just know what's up. And, you know, so much so that um, another comic that I know was also traveling for his honeymoon this week and he got bit by a monkey in Monkey Forest in Bali and he had to spend $6,000 on uh, rabies shots. So no thanks from me. So yeah, we've had a wonderful experience. No sunburns yet. I do leave in the morning later today. So there's still a chance for another sunburn, but the temples are beautiful. The people are beautiful. The weather is beautiful. A little bit of sun every day, a little bit of rain. Absolutely have loved my time. But I got to tell you, 
I'm looking forward to getting back home. And as you guys know, I'm no stranger to telling you my secret for a good night's sleep. After what I said before, what is it going to be, 25 to 30 hours of flying? After that, the first thing I'm going to be looking for Tuesday night when I make it back to Los Angeles is some edibles. That's right. Today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. You heard it here first, folks. An incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. That's the reason why edible rhymes with incredible. That's right. I wrote that copy myself. <laughs> Look for me. It's not about getting high. It's just about melting into my pillow for a great night's sleep without the morning grogginess. I, uh, you guys know I've I got a stiff neck. I have a chronic neck injury. Microdo- microdosing helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. You know my schedule, content all morning, stand up at night. The last thing I need is a night of poor sleep. Not on my watch, folks. Don't think so. So, yes, I will be uh, a spring chicken come Wednesday morning after two days of travel. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Can you believe that? 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, don't forget that's microdose.com, code rush hour. And let's get into, speaking of influencing, I think I'm not too bad at it myself. Uh, this next story is an update on uh, Brianna Media. Now, we first covered her story this past week, and uh, it's not going away anytime too soon. So if this is any interest to you out there, make sure to hit the follow button and like, subscribe for this podcast where we discuss Bachelor news but other uh, pertinent information in the pop culture world. And this is pertinent, folks. This is a pivotal moment for influencers where, and again, she's not just an influencer. She's a New York Times bestselling uh, author, but she's fighting back. And to the people leaving mean comments about her online, but also the people that are facilitating this sort of uh, culture that creates snark in the first place. This culture of anonymous people um, who can say whatever they want about other people. And yes, you're allowed to do that, but there's nothing illegal, as far as I know, that stops Brianna from sh- from finding out their names and sharing their names. So it's it's a whole new wrench in the, in the machine here, which is the sort of parasocial world between influencer and, uh, I guess, fan or hater or whatever exists out there. So here's the update from Brianna and her friends as they seem to get prepared to maybe possibly take to court those that have uh, defamed them. Uh, We'll have to see how it all plays out. And if you want to check out the full video from this content, go to my YouTube and check this out. Otherwise, let's jump right into it. And here's a clip of me reading some uh, comments and some Instagram stories that Brianna posted. And then I'm going to share for you what she had to say regarding the updates about this whole story and how it's playing out in her life. This is her friend, Katie. Now, Katie, of course, is in the same friend group that has been bullied by this group of online people. Someone asked Katie, are you going to do the interviews about the online bullying? And Katie said, yes, I need some cool down from the emotional drama of it all, but I will be supporting Brianna and pursuing some stalkers to the fullest extent of the law, first of all. Second of all, yes to the interviews, and we're looking into producing a whole podcast so we can drop the wild details we haven't even released yet. Y'all, it's so bananas. It's like a full telenovela 
Bella. And frankly, this needs to become a Netflix true crime millennia miniseries. I'll be quite honest. When when Brianna made a 38-minute long video, I was like, oh man, I've never watched a 38-minute long Instagram video before. But then after watching it, I was like, you know, she probably could have made this four hours long, maybe six hours, because the de- the devil is in the details. Uh, Katie said this, I really did not want this to become part of my story, but it is now, so I might as well tell it all the way. And then Brianna's response, perfectly worded by my partner in crime. And I remember hearing that y'all were saying, oh, Bree and Katie aren't even friends anymore. When we've literally been scheming and learning all about y'all, you guys for the last year plus. Surprise! And look, I'm sure the group of online people or what's left of them will be uh, uh, very, con- you know, um, they'll, they'll, they'll say, oh, now they're mom monetizing this whole issue. And it's like, damn right they will. Damn right they will. And again, I don't know their personal characters. I don't know these people whatsoever. I actually never heard of them until until looking up on this story. The point is, they don't have to be upstanding, perfect citizens in the world. Uh, it, it, we've crossed a line with this sort of vigilante concern we have as an audience. Oh, we must inform the, you know, the town council dog union that she's not treating, you know, it's it's one thing if someone's running a puppy mill, you know, illegally. It's another, it, it, where is the line is the question people have to ask. Where is the line? Where a bunch of strangers can, you know, what what they think is, is um, perform a justice by letting the public know how bad of a human is. My response is, usually for the most part people are trying the best with the information they have and if someone's that bad you know chances are you know things can be worked out with a legal system um brown responded here and said here's this person speculating on me being pregnant and claiming i cheated which is false um and and then uh and then uh, she started airing out on her instagram brianna did uh the different people that are still creating new usernames and maintaining this story that brown is the bad one not us it's a jockeying to see who's the victim him here. Brianna responds and says this on her Instagram. Now there has been a lot of talk about the legal questions of all this, free speech and all. Everyone has the right to free speech and can say mean things on the internet, but there are consequences for how you use that speech. This isn't just about legal issues. I am also pointing out how morally wrong all of this is because society has normalized it for too long. And that is true. Everyone says, look the other way. Don't feed into the hate that the bullies give you this and that. But at what point does it stop? And as Brianna said, it's very eye-opening to say the people that don't take a stand f- against it are also complicit. Um, so, so Brianna shared this. Here is Fearless Donkey's new account. They're a moderator comparing me putting names next to the comments that people said with mass murder. So yeah, so someone in the comment section had said what what Brianna's doing is equivalent to somebody kind of walking into a crowded area and firing up the place. And um it's a, it's a wild comparison to make. You can read the full comments there. Um, and then here's uh, this girl, Jennifer. So she's still outing them with their names, looking for possible angles to get my dogs taken away from me. So this is after um, the big story that Brianna made. So there are still people fighting for from against her. And... Um, then Brianna said this, remember when you feverishly shared Katie's address with anyone who wanted it, Aaron, Aaron from Portland, Oregon, and then showed the screen grabs of them saying, if anyone wants it, DM me and was sharing a private address, someone who has a daughter and, you know, who would want their daughter's address to be out there? So Brianna then posed that question on her Instagram stories and said, who would be okay with sharing someone else's address when you also have a daughter? I would never want any harm done to your daughter 
later. And then people in the comments section that said, she says she would never want harm done to my daughter, almost like she wants people to harm. And it's just like, okay, oh my gosh, you can see how, you can see how like psychotic, you can see how psychotic it is that people it, that that it never is enough that the exposure is not enough that it's just going to go on on and on and on so then here's a commenter who hit the nail on the head in in quotes the comments aren't that bad so these people shouldn't be attached to what they said if it wasn't so bad it wouldn't matter then right because you know to some some of the comments didn't seem too bad they were just shit talking or whatever and maybe there's some worse ones out there of course brianna showed the ones that it's it is totally fine to shit talk someone but then when you know, when you expose that they're a therapist or a teacher or a nurse, you go, oh boy, you know, <laughs> this is kind of ugly out here. All right, let's go to, so so that's so that's all the comments to catch you up. Let's go to what Brianna had to say on her Instagram stories today. So when I don't post um, for a little while, there's plenty of y'all that send messages and checking in and making sure that I'm okay, which is warranted. I guess, given what's going on. I mean, my own friends and family are doing it as well. Um, I don't know that I was ever, like, really genuinely afraid for my life or my safety throughout this whole time until I outed these people and got the thread taken down and then realize that there is a handful of these people who are so frighteningly frighteningly obsessed and this is what the problem is as she had mentioned before is that there might have been several hundred or a thousand people in this quote-unquote snark subreddit that were just there to vent and shit talk and blow off steam or whatever but out of those people if there were only 10 or 12 of them that really had an axe to grind, they're not the ones going away. The ones that are going away are the ones that are spooked by the whole like, oh no, she's going to be exposing people. I'm out. Bye. And for the most part, these subreddits have just vanished. But the people that really are getting this crazy dopamine rush from this will not be going away. And for the most part, you, myself, it's hard for us to rationalize that someone might take things to the next level. But we do know that, you know, stalkers... Uh, you know, come from an obsessive place and bad things have happened in the past from, you know, from, you know, uh, coming home and seeing someone's in your living room to, you know, the unfortunate worst case scenario, which is, which ends in death. And this, this is something that happens and it's ugly on both sides for the person who's the victim who might uh, want to, you know, not, not deal with it anymore with their life to, to actually being hunted down. It does happen. And she poked a bear here and I'm talking about it, trying to be as objective as possible. And I've looked at it from different angles. I've talked to my wife and I said, I said, what, you know, let's take the side of some of the angriest people on the subreddit. Let's take their side. But but even then you wonder, even if they really don't like Brianna, why can't they just unfollow her? Like it just, and, and, it's, and it comes down to this odd way of framing it, like this vigilante justice where they say, no, we have to warn others about her. Is this the biggest fish you need to fry? You need to be calling your elected officials. You need to be getting your friends registered to vote. You need to be pursuing real change out there, getting homeless people off the streets, and you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, inner city, uh, you know, childbirth rates are are in a third world level in our country. Like we have real issues to worry about, not some 
lady who writes books out of her van, like, and that's no offense to you, Brie, that's just, it's like, I think she could assume, it's it's like, we have the choice to vote with our dollar, and we have our choice to consume our content, or not consume content based on how we see fit, and rather than put love and joy into their world, some people, they just want to keep, you know, picking a scab, it seems. That... I don't even feel like this is real. She said, I don't even feel like this is real. No, I am scared. And I've been scared for a really long time. Not as scared as I am now, but it's just one of these things where I think about, like, just, like, getting fired from these jobs and all of this stuff and just, like, having people make podcasts about this fucking bread and just treat it like nothing and I'm like I feel like I was yelling at the top of my lungs to so many people like I'm scared now so she doesn't like that people are podcasting about this uh, treating it as if it's nothing now I I don't believe she's talking about our podcast Bachelor Rush Hour because she did share ours and thank you so much for that because we do feel like it's something and we've talked about this for a long time we've talked about you know you can speak about people's issues without trying to you know mess with their psychological well-being something like this to this degree from complete strangers and I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse so I don't know I have no idea if I really need to be but I am you know I've related this and you might agree or disagree to Prince Harry it sounds weird to say but Prince Harry uh, is fighting a gigantic corporation of wealth and power, and that being the royal family. And he could have just ignored it and probably gone on with his life, but by trying to fight it, it's created such a bigger issue. But it'll help Prince Harry's kids and the next generation that comes after that. It'll help others deal with it because he's not accepting the status quo for what it is. And it seems like Brianna's doing the same thing in her own niche world, uh, which is not accept the status quo for what it is, which is just letting people bully you, letting people find your address. Like you are, you can be an influencer and also be entitled to privacy and feeling safety. This is, you know, I, I, I sound like I'm uh, being very redundant here, but it seems like a lot of people aren't understanding that because I guess Brianna has privilege because she's created a life that is worth living. And maybe others, you know, we, you know, we live in a time where the middle class is shrinking and there's a lot of lower middle class people that feel despair and, um, in their, and I believe they're channeling it in the wrong direction. It's just hard because in the beginning of all this, I so clearly remember being like, well, they wouldn't go that far. Like this is bad, but they wouldn't go that far. And then they did. And then it's like the next is like, well, they wouldn't go that far. And then they did. So I no longer know what these people's end game is. Um, and they've proven to be so mentally deranged. And honestly, like, I have never experienced people like this. I don't even know they really existed. But 
my guess, and of course, if you're just listening to the audio only, you're saying, boy, it sounds like she's driving on the highway. She is. This is uh, uh, her you know, recording a video from her van. But my guess is the end game is that she gets off social media. I guess that's what people want. That's that's what the haters want. They want to, they they cheer and they, they I, we've seen it in, in the Bachelor news. We've seen it when someone gets fired from a job. People go, yes, we got him. Ding dong. The Wicked Witch is dead. You know, there's that feeling of jubilee that our side beat the other side. It's tribal. It's in our gene code. It's um, it's kind of low IQ, if you ask me. These people are crazy, like psychotic. And they're obsessed with me. And when it, when it, when that, when you boil that down, that's terrifying. This is terrifying. And it has to be said, and I will keep fucking saying it. I don't care if you were in that thread, just scrolling through and liking one of their comments, liking one of the nasty things that they said. I don't care if you clicked one fucking button on that website one time. You are responsible for this as well. All right, and there it is, folks. I'm going to be keeping up to date with this story. Look, I'm trying to keep these daily podcasts under 30 minutes, but I got to tell you, it's just fascinating, and I don't know what to take out. It is the meat and the potatoes of the story, and let's get into some Bachelor news. Here's Michelle Young and what she had to say on Caitlin Bristow's podcast. As always, we're, we're, we're actually seeing a trend here with Michelle where she's starting to dish the tea, and we are here to listen. Go for it, Michelle. Uh, Michelle talks about getting the raw deal in the sense that she was uh, in a quote, in, you know, the quote unquote bubble in the quarantine uh, for both the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Have a listen. That I don't, I'm not a big person who believes in regrets, really, because you're just spending more time wasting on the past, yeah. and you you can't change it, right? But I really do feel like the whole lacking of like traveling i i really didn't get this whole bachelorette experience yeah. whether i was a contestant in a bubble or i had my own season and as i'm very very grateful for my experience and the platform it's given me and the opportunities it's given me like this itch to travel mm. was not scratched during my yeah. time there and so i think that's the thing that kind of like arises more frequently of you know you see all these people travel and you're you're very happy that they get that experience and i'm like damn i landed in this like perfect amount of time where i was a cast member in a bubble and i was a lead in the bubble now for all the things that michelle's gonna rail on this to me reeks of privilege like you were on a tv show you didn't get to travel to phuket uh you know you were you know it's during the pandemic a lot of people had it worse during the pandemic all you know all that but you know either either way interesting to hear her point and that's what's tricky let me make you feel better about that situation because oh okay. um, when I was on The Bachelor, we went to Iowa twice and we went to um, South Dakota <laughs> and we went to New Where Mexico. Where did you go overseas, though? Where did you go overseas? Okay, at the end, I got to go to Bali. Okay. Oh, Bali, you don't say. Okay, <laughs> right? But so, like, I'm here. They brought me back to my hometown. 
They're like, no. we're going to Minnesota. I <laughs> would have loved that. I, All right. I so would've... she didn't get to go to Bali. Can we get a GoFundMe for Michelle? No, to be quite honest, I do love Michelle opening up with Caitlin Bristow. This is why, not, not to not to bootlick here, Caitlin, but this is why Caitlin's the best. She takes people like Michelle Young, and no, which no offense to Michelle Young, but she she gets her to talk about some real intimate stuff. I mean, shit. They found. I don't know where they found them, but they found some. That's cool. That's obviously yeah. I'm not going to have you name names, but like that's cool because I just watched it for the first time the other day, and I mean it was kind of weird because of the whole Zoom thing. But I talking about uh, Caitlin Bristow just watched uh, Zach's season of The Bachelor for the first time. Actually, was like, wait, I thought he was going to be boring, and he was quite pleasant, and like I kind of. I kind of think he's a dope bachelor. You know, I feel like it's, I'll say this, going through the whole system of The Bachelor, it is easier for the male to be more plain than the Jane to be plain, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it's just... (laughs) That's an interesting premise. What do you guys think? Is it easier for The Bachelor to be plain than it is for The Bachelorette to be plain? I personally think... In recent years, um, it's been that the men are being extremely criticized. But again, I come at it from looking at the male perspective, whereas Michelle's looking at it from a female perspective. So it's very hard to quite understand what it's like for the other person. Like, like, does Michelle have any idea what it's like for Clayton to have to deal with all the accusations that he's cheating on this person and hooking up with that person and is, you know, or all the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think we're, I think it's tough to judge. Play on words there. Yeah. I like that. That was good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, I will say that there are definitely sides to Zach that I have come to appreciate. Yeah. And I, there are definitely situations where he handles things correctly. And as every lead, there are situations where, you know, you struggle through them. Yeah. I guess I can't really speak to all the episodes. I've only seen one, but (laughs) (laughs) the poor guy was freaking COVID and people are like crying in London that they're not with him. But anyways, I'm excited to watch the rest of the season regardless, but I will say two years or almost two years after my season, I still couldn't watch. So it's, I know it's part of your job, but you know, you haven't really, I kind of removed myself and like, separated myself which was good for me but you don't really have that option because you still get to have like the podcaster which is incredible um yeah i mean this is is what we've been wondering is you know it's been thought that michelle was going to leave the podcast but yeah michelle's got a deal with being a recent bachelorette like katie thurston wants nothing to do with the bachelor but michelle's got a paycheck attached to it i'll be uh, the one thing that i've been trying to just follow more recently is that i mean i'm very new to social media still like yeah, i like know. you said you're two years into this i'm two years into social media like social That's media crazy. really crazy like it right it is this just this whole new world that is filled with anxiety and it's i'm really trying to come to terms with i want to be vulnerable and honest with who i am that's how i am in my everyday life um and it's uncomfortable to do that on social media and like with the podcast involved that's something that i just really have had to like stick to that honesty with how this is and it's like there have been a lot of things and the the franchise will also acknowledge this as well of that there's just definitely some 
changes that need to be made. Okay, this after uh, it, the blackface wasn't uh, wasn't discussed with Eric Schwer. Uh, Michelle Young thought it was going to be. She walked out of the I guess what was the mental all or the after the final rose, whatever it was. And Michelle surprisingly has stuck around the show. And you're going to listen to why. Um, and that has been where my like draining energy has yeah. come from. And those are the things that I've worked. through am trying to work through right of just like really wanting to surround myself with things that are positive and there are a lot of just experiences and opportunities that I've received from this being the bachelorette and but I also want to push for change and I also want to have an impact and I've been able to do that with like having my voice on bachelor happy hour but like it hasn't been easy no, Michelle, it's not easy, but you're collecting that paycheck and you can rail against the machine. Fight the good fight, Michelle. All right, well, that's going to do it for me. Um, I've got more content coming to you tomorrow, so make sure to hit the subscribe button, follow if you haven't already for all the updates we've got out there just for your afternoon daily grind. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and yeah, please support our podcast. There'll be a link in the description below, and you can support our sponsor of the day. Get 30% off. Uh, with our sponsor, microdose.com. Sounds like a good deal, huh? All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you later. I'm Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.